0: Priority one, baby. Priority one for the Marlins, center field. Priority one for 2021. Center field. We are in 22. Still trying to replace Starling Marte. How are we going to replace him? We're going to dig into the free agent options on today's show, following up from first base yesterday, when all of the action is already happening. Jose Abreu to the Astros, not to the Marlins, unsurprisingly. But like I said, today's focus, all on center field and the free agent options out there. Let's go. You are Locked On Marlins, your daily podcast on the Miami Marlins, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. From England, and welcome to Locked on Marlins. This, of course, is your daily Marlins podcast, and it is Monday. Happy Monday, guys. Hope you enjoyed the weekend. Did you catch the double episode extravaganza on Sunday, digging into the first base position? If you didn't, go back and check it out. I, of course, am your host, Peter Pratt. Hit me up on Twitter, in the main, at Miami Marlins underscore UK. If you are listening to the pod, hello. Thanks for joining me. Yes, we're still doing five episodes a week, even into November, deep into November. It's December this week. Where is this year gone? It's wild. I can't believe it. Christmas trees are going up this week. Insane. Anyway, hit subscribe, leave some reviews. Why not? If you are wondering, yes, there is a YouTube channel and I am loving the engagement on the YouTube channel. It's amazing. I love the comments and there's so many regular guys commenting. Great to hear from you guys. It is awesome to hear from you, and I will always reply and like and engage in those comments there. So, Locked on Marlins, of course, there is a YouTube channel. Guys, what did I say? Center field. Let's get into center field here on Monday's episode, solo pod. Let's consider the reason why. Let's start there. The Marlins had and traded for Staling Marte. Was an absolute stud in center field. Defense, insane. Offense, insane. Clubhouse guy, insane. Cigar smoking, insane. Body, insane. Swag, insane. Staling Marte had it all. The Marlins decided not to extend Marte to trade him for Jesus Lazardo. Stunning trade, by the way. We cannot knock that one. The trade was first class. However, it created a hole for the Marlins that they have since been trying to fill. And there's been a few, there's been a few attempts to fill it, um, but they here we sit now in in 2022 in the off season of 22, heading into the 2023 season, and let's look back at last year. Jesus Sanchez got the job. He got the job by default. <laughs> the Marlins had no other options, and they asked Jesus Sanchez, "Will you, will you do it for us?" Yes, I will. Of course, I will. And it was. It was interesting. Let's say the offense took a step back. Uh, I think mentally, Jesus Sanchez really struggled in parts uh, over the year. Um, just the the mental toll of the major league uh, club. Obviously, you know he missed missed a game or almost missed a game by sleeping in. Like it was tiring for Jesus Sanchez. You can see that. And as the season grew on, the smile started to become a grimace and we started to not see the Jesus Sanchez that we all fell in love with in, in the 2021 season where we'd inked him in as a corner outfielder of the future for the Marlins. He was asked to transition into center field. He did it, and it it hurt him. In the end, the Marlins optioned him back down to AAA. Uh, he ended up coming back towards the back end, but the Jesus Sanchez, no more minor league options. It was another big storyline the back end of the year. So it means they have zero flexibility with him, tons of talent, Tons of fun, just couldn't quite put it together in 22. But what we learned, Jesus Sanchez not the answer at center field, unfortunately. Never would be. Square peg round hole, square peg round hole because you move Marte, you bring in a pitcher, you don't replace Marte. So, De La Cruz, is he the answer? I don't think so. Not at center field. I think as a corner outfielder, he's going to be given a shot. That's what Skip is telling us. So no joy there. J.J. Bleday, what about him in center field? We had a look at him. Uh, The glove isn't good enough. Um, And actually, neither was the stick. The walks were okay. And listen, it's only a little, you know, first stint for J.J. Bleday. I think there's plenty to work on there. But in reality, for the Marlins right now, and the way this offense sits, we need more. We need more than Bleday having the odd walk and the odd adventure out in center field. Again, was asked to do it. Couldn't do it. Avi Garcia. Remember Avi? He can slide into center field, right? Wrong. Avi not asked to play center field whatsoever. So the Marlins going into this offseason now, it remains priority one center field. It's so crucial to this team. And if they could somehow find Starling Marte somehow, then I think they'd be very happy. Let's consider the free agent class. This is going to, again, be a two-part extravaganza, maybe three, I don't know, but at least a two-parter, and for me, let's start with the free agents. There's one clear free agent out there, um, the MVP of the AL, rightly or wrongly, but, I mean, officially was the AL MVP, and that's Aaron Judge. Uh, As much as I'd love to talk about Judge being an option for the Marlins, let's just Let's not waste the time, guys. Let's not waste it. Aaron Judge will not be a Marlin. Uh, He would be an upgrade. Yes, he would. But let's not waste the time on that. We know Judge is not going to be coming to Miami. Let's talk about the next free agent on the board, though. In terms of, uh, I guess, last season war, or if you kind of rank these guys, the next guy on the board is Brandon Nimmo. Brandon Nimmo. And, hmm, Brandon Nimmo. I am very intrigued to see this the way this one plays out. And as I've started to get into it more and more with Nimo, I think it's fair to say, here's what we have to say he does very well, clearly. Uh, defensively, very good. On-base skills, very good. His approach to walks, annoying. Annoying. His feeling about the Marlins fan base. He doesn't like them. And has made jokes about that historically. So... Listen, Brandon Nimmo, I'd still happily plug you into center field, but I would do it through gritted teeth. (laughs) But let's be honest, guys. Brandon Nimmo would be, in reality, a perfect fit for what the Marlins need. Elite glove, on-base skills, and does everything well. That's what we need. The problem here is Brandon Nimmo, Uh, aside from the fact that he's very annoying in the way he uh, takes his first base, um, and aside from the fact that he hates the Marlins, <laughs> apart from that, he had a career year. He had an absolutely stunning 2022. We can't get away from that. But Brandon Nimmo, when you go and look at his stats overall, and this is what I did. And I started to, the thing that, that, that jumped out to me straight away was the lack of consistent plate appearances. You look at up and down and Okay. He had a lot of plate appearances in 22, 673. He had 535 in 2018. And he led the league in hit-by-pitches as well that year, by the looks of it. But all the other years, around about 200 and 250, 300 plate appearances. You go and look at Brandon Nimmo's injury history over the years, and what do you see? Tons of it. Hamstrings, toes, fingers, groins. You name it. Brandon Nimmo. Oft injured. Someone is gonna pay a lot of dough for Brandon Nemo. I didn't mean for that to rhyme, but it does. But he's gonna be a bust, in my opinion. The value for money will not be there for Brandon Nemo, in my opinion. Why? If you only if you end up paying him 20 million for five, six years and you only get a quarter, a third of a season out of him most of the years, he's a bust he's a bust. History tells us, Brandon Nimmo, apart from the most recent history, recency bias would say, hey, what a stud. Sign him up now, 150 million, 200 million, I don't know, whatever it may be. If you go back a few years and look at the trend, hamstring, toe, knee, groin, calf, you name it, all these tissue injuries, Brandon Nimmo, Heavily hampering him. Am I going to commit the only, you know, I'm not sure the Marlins have this budget anyway, but am I going to commit that to Brandon Nimmo? Absolutely not. He's not going to be a Marlin. He's going to sign for over $150 million, but he's going to be a bust. Let him go somewhere else and bust somewhere else. Hopefully, it's the Philadelphia Phillies. Or maybe back to the Mets. Why not? I mean, to be honest, the Mets should be favorite for him. Um, Seemingly loves playing there. Unlimited budget, like it makes a ton of sense for certain. So I expect him to go back to the Mets. To be honest with you, and I expect them to regret it at the end. I I expect him to miss tons of time as he's always done, and for him to continue to be annoying and hate the Marlins. So Brandon Nimmo, good a player as he is, and good a player as he was in 2022, I don't think that's the real Brandon Nimmo, and I certainly wouldn't be lumping in all of my budget into Brandon Nimmo, expecting another 2022. You've seen the ceiling now. We've seen it in terms of the health. And I think the only way is down for Brandon Nimmo. Okay, guys, it is time to let you know about our good friends over at Bet Online. Yes, sir. I hope you had loads of your bets on yesterday in the NFL. I know I did. I almost scooped up my accumulator, my roll-up. Unfortunately, let down by a few uh as always but nevertheless betonline.net is your number one source for sports betting info stats news and analysis you can get all of the latest odds trends for every professional amateur league out there from football basketball soccer world cup is on and esports got it all at betonline.net it's always the fastest and easiest way to get your betting fixed. you can head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more bet online where the game starts let's get those graphics back I really should put some liquid refreshment here when I'm doing a solo pod. It's, I don't know if you guys have noticed this. I just want to have a little break in in the action here before we get to some other free agents. I don't know if you guys have noticed, but there is zero editing with this podcast. Zero. Since the YouTube channel has gone live, which is months ago now, I haven't once edited a show. Not once. Everything is live. In effect, I could just live stream this and this would be the the quality you'll lack thereof at times of the production. But I need to put some liquid refreshments here. It's quite hard to talk for 25 minutes solid without any breaks, without any pauses. Anyway, back to the show. Hope you're enjoying it. Thanks for making lockdown Marlin your first listener of the day. (laughs) Okay, so Judge, no. Brandon Nimmo, no. No. Judge, because he's too good. Nimmo, because he's going to be a bust. What else have we got? And there's a, I mean, there's some other names that are intriguing. Let me just whet the appetite with some names. Center fielders that are available. Kevin Kiermaier, we're going to talk about him next. Adubel Herrera. Oh, man. No, no, no. Bradley Zimmer. Adam Engel. Lorenzo Kane, Kevin Pillar. Jake Marisnick, Cody Bellinger. What a name. Roman Quinn. Billy Hamilton. Billy Hamilton, Jaggy Bradley Jr. I mean, we could also include Adam Duvall in there. Um, Could Joey Gallo play center field? I don't know, maybe. But Corey Dickerson, maybe? I don't know. I think in summary, before we get into some of these names, at center field, beyond Judge and Nimmo, it's thin. Really thin. Like, there's a need for many teams out there, probably, for center fielders, but it is thin. And that probably helps Judge and Nemo right now in, in their quest to secure their money. But for the Marlins, it looks thin. But let's talk about Kevin Kiermaier because he is available, long-time Ray, and um, he's going to be 33 during the 23 season. And I think the thing we have to call out with Kiermaier is clearly if you want your defense and you want your glove to be top drawer in center field, I think Kiermaier is, is a really you know, clear, nice option. Um, However, let's be totally honest. The Marlins have to be shooting higher than Kevin Kiermaier right now. Gloves fine, but the bat has been tailing off for many years. Um, And to be honest with you, looks, I guess, a, a below average stick right now. And for the Marlins, they really have to be prioritizing a stick that plays at that premium position. And when I look at the impact Starling Marte had on the Marlins with the premium offense, the premium defense, and all the other premium elements that he brought, it was huge. Transformed the Marlins. It was a fantastic trade when they acquired him. It was a fantastic trade when they traded him, although it created a hole that they have never been able to fill since. The impact it makes is ginormous to a club. Kevin Kiermeyer, whilst Good clubhouse guy, I'm sure. Also, his glove. The stick does not play enough. It doesn't. I don't think he likes cigars either. So that's another knock. That's absolutely that that could be a, a rumor. I don't know. But maybe the Marlins would explore. But the problem they have, and this is it, where you would maybe take a kiermeier The problem they have now is they have no wiggle room with Jesus Sanchez. And I think they'll want to give Jesus another run. So what that means is Jesus, you know, it, they have to carry him. And so they've already got De La Cruz, Sanchez, Avi Garcia, and then you add Kiermaier. Who, you know, you still need to add another center fielder probably, aside from Kiermaier. So that's five outfielders they have to carry. Plus Jorge Soler, the DHing. It's not going to fit. The numbers aren't going to work. You can't because of Jesus Sanchez. They have no roster flexibility there in the outfield. Unless, of course, they want to clear and move Jesus Sanchez. And maybe they do. If they trade away Sanchez, then perhaps. We've already seen, you know, Lewin Diaz ran out of options and they binned him. The Marlins have decided to retain Jesus Sanchez. That says to me they're going to give him another go-around in 23. Problem is there's no flexibility there. They can't option him. They've either got to trade him or DFA him if things go wrong. For me, that limits their ability to add a fourth outfielder type, a glove first guy. Because they need the offense. They need the offense to be there from this position. So for me, that rules out Kia Meyer. As much as I think he could have done a nice job, um, you know, adding him in, but they need more. Okay, guys. Around right about five minutes left of the episode. And First off, I want to let you know about our good friends over at Simply Safe before we get on to the final guy. And the final guy, by the way, it's Cody Ballinger. It's the big name in this free agent market, not in terms of the recent history and performance, but a former MVP uh, and the, all the story and palaver around that. But our good friends over at Simply Safe. And if you've thought about securing your home with home security but have been putting it off, you'll want to listen up right now. The Locked On Marlins listeners. Can order the number one rated Simply Safe home security system for fifty percent off five zero. This is the biggest offer of the year, and you do not want to miss it. There's so many reasons to love Simply Safe. First off, what is it? It's a whole home security system with advanced sensors for every room, window, and door. HD security cameras for inside and out. Smarter ways to detect motion that alert you when the threat is real, and even hazard sensors that detect fires, floods. And other threats to your home. They got twenty-four-seven professional monitoring service that costs you less than one dollar a day, less than one buck a day for twenty-four-seven professional monitoring agents. Absolutely sensational! Do not miss your chance to save big on the only security system that I, Peter Pratt, host of Locked On Marlins, would recommend. You can get fifty percent off any new Simply Safe system at simplysafecom MLB. There's no safe like Simply Safe. Okay, last three minutes then, maybe. Maybe four. We may need to go long on Cody Bellinger. Um, like I mentioned, when you scroll through this na- these, these list of names, Cody Bellinger pops. Why? He's been an MVP. Of course it pops. Cody Bellinger, big name, big story. He's still young. Still young. What's happened to him at the Dodgers? It's wild. The drop-off has been wild. What's, what is it down to? I'm not sure anyone knows back in back issues. I think that definitely lingered for multiple years, you know, after 2019 into 2020, the COVID season and and into 21, I mean, the regression started in, in the COVID year and you know, we, you give them a pass, right? But 2021 was absolutely disgraceful in terms of production for a former MVP. Absolutely disgraceful. And it's so funny the way arbitration works. There's never been a case like Cody Bellinger before where someone is so good going into arbitration and then is so bad, but arbitration numbers do not go down. They don't. The system wasn't built to go down. It should have done. Cody Ballinger, his arbitration number was too high. And in their final year of arbitration, 18 million or whatever it was, it was way too high for the production that the Dodgers were getting. So he had to be, he had to be let go, non-tendered. So, What does this mean? Firstly, if you're Cody Bellinger, what are you thinking? I know what you're thinking. You're thinking, I'm going to sign somewhere on a one year deal, on a prove it deal. I want to go somewhere else, new organization, new vibes, new everything. See if you can land in a spot on a prove it deal and absolutely light it up. Then walk into free agency going, former MVP, now back, no back issues. And on fire. The problem for the Marlins is, and Eli Sussman called this out, and he's bang on Cody Bellinger. If the Marlins want to take a punt on him this year, he'll be around for this year. If they can get a deal done, and that's a big if, but if they can get a deal done, you can get Cody Bellinger for one year. Maybe he'll agree to like team option, player options after. But the indications are Bellinger's looking for a prove-it deal and a bet on himself on a one-year deal. That's fine for the fish in 23. And it would be amazing if you get MVP Bellinger back and the production absolutely goes bananas and he he spearheads the Marlins to a postseason berth. Um, I mean, that's wishful thinking for certain. Uh, nothing that we've seen in, from Bellinger recently has suggested that that is the level of production you would see. But the point Eli was making, and I'm rambling slightly because I'm 21 minutes in without having a sip of beer. Anyway, the reason that doesn't help for the fish long term is at the end of 23, they're not going to be able to afford him again. So the hole that remain that is there at centre field now will come back if they have a one year rental on a prove it deal, and he does end up proving it. They can't afford him. They can't. So that's the problem that Eli's calling out. However, in the meantime, you still have the opportunity to go away and find some center fielders, maybe in other ways, maybe some guys that are major league ready, other trades you can make. I don't know. It's possible. What kind of deal is Cody Bellinger going to be looking for? What is it going to take? Well, we know that the Dodgers thought 18 million was too steep. So let's start there and work backwards. What's a one-year eight million with some incentives look like for Bellinger? I think that feels about about right. What does it look like? Maybe at 10 million. Still about right. What is it at 12 million? It's OK. Are the Marlins going to be happy going to eight or 10 or 12 for a one-year deal for Cody Bellinger? Above average glove. Former MVP on a prove-it deal that can absolutely make the impact from the left-hand side. Also can play first base as well. Obviously went through tons of first base options yesterday. He can play first base as well. Solves two problems. Do the Marlins want to take a punt? Will they take a punt? If it was me, what would I do? I mean, I haven't seen a lot of Cody Bellinger. All i can do is looking at the stats. I haven't seen him, to be honest with you. But it's certainly worth consideration for the Marlins, right? It has to be. The upside is so high, you know, the downside is effectively they just get, you know, they get a a center field glove that's good for 8 million or 10 million. I don't think that's the worst downside I've ever heard. So should the Marlins do it? It's tough, isn't it? It's the allure of Cody Bellinger. It's the name. You, you get attracted to the name dreaming of the upside you're dreaming of the upside it's a buy low situation problem is for the Marlins 8 10 or 12 million is not buying low like that's that's the third highest player paid player on the team effectively so that isn't buying low what do they do with Bellinger I think Bellinger goes somewhere else i I, I just I just can't see this happening for the Marlins to be honest with you I don't think the profile I don't think it fits the longer term mold. But it still wouldn't shock me if, if the Marlins did it a one year, 10 million deal, and they just say, let's go. Let's see if we can get something out of it. Because again, what's the downside? Let's say it doesn't work out and you get to the trade deadline. You can flip him. You can always flip Cody Bellinger. Someone will need a glove. Someone will want to take a punt. Someone will want to, you know, dream on like a Jock Peterson second half extravaganza. Someone will. If he catches fire, he hit home run off Sandy Alcantara last year. There's something still in the stick with Cody Ballinger. I'm convinced of it. I'm just not sure the Marlins are going to pay to see that stick or that glove. Um, there's other guys out there free agent-wise, but I think in general, those are the key names. It's thin. Adam Duvall, former friend. I mean, could he do a job in center field? I think we're past that now, right? Tomorrow's episode, we're going to get into the trade options. I've already put it out there. For me, my obvious opportunity, the guy I like, is Alec Thomas, and I think that fit is nice. But there are other trade opportunities out there for the Marlins. So we're going to walk through some of them tomorrow and see who where, where the fits could be. Marlins is out there. Reynolds, there's been limited talk on Reynolds. The Pirates have been buying, so maybe the Pirates have turned the corner, it seems. Reynolds, Marlins, Alec Thomas, some other guys from the Diamondbacks. There's probably a few others out there too, so we're going to dig on, into that all on tomorrow's show. Thanks for joining me today. I hope you've enjoyed getting into some of these center fielders. In summary, Judge, too much dough. Nimmo will be a bust. Kiermaier, nice glove, but Marlins don't have the flexibility. Cody Bellinger is worth the risk at 10 million for the Marlins, but I don't think they'll pull the trigger on it. I'll see you guys tomorrow.